All right, so I'm super excited about today because, and there's a ton of stuff to get through, and I want to tie it all together so that we have a holistic, really, a, from a functional point of view, a simple, clear understanding of what regenerative soil is, how to make it happen, and anywhere in the world. Because obviously, we're in Libya, we're in Seattle, I know there's people, there, we're in Europe, I know there's people coming in from Australia. I know there's people coming in from Asia. I know there's people coming in from South America. We're coming in from all different climates, all different contexts, urban, suburban, rural, all of it. First of all, thank you for all being here. Uh, I know that you all have busy days and lots of to-dos, but you're here with me. You've made the time. Thank you for being here. We're going to make it worth your while. I'm Matt Powers. I'm an author, educator, entrepreneur, soil expert, seed farmer, and family guy. I love this stuff. I love teaching this stuff. I have a master's degree in education, and I've been creating online courses where I'm either doing it or I'm representing and interviewing and showcasing the folks that are doing it. I think that's really important, you know, like tying the actual scientists, the actual farmers, the folks that are making money, having amazing success, and who discovered these things, right? Uh, because in many ways, that's the only way that we're really gonna understand it. So what do I mean by regenerative? Because that, that again, you know, we're gonna get to a point where regenerative organic standards become a political football, just like or organic did. So I'm gonna stick with my generalist <laughs> definition of what regenerative means. So that's open and inclusive to lots of people instead of like that strict definition that regenerative organic certification is gonna have. Regenerative just means getting better and better over time and has the capacity to self heal. So regenerative medicine is all about getting the body to, to, to heal itself, to self heal. Uh, and, and, and we really can do this. It's, it's been proven, not to the extent of, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> salamanders are like regrowing limbs or something like that. So there are high hopes in certain branches of science that they can they can borrow some of those understandings to help speed up some healing aspects. Regenerative just means better and better over time and self-healing. And we can design systems in permaculture and always, if we do it right, always will design things that, that follow permaculture principles that are regenerative. All right, so regenerative soil though, putting them together means better and better soil over time that has self-healing abilities. The reverse of this would be degenerative soil, would be more brittle soil. And the reason it's so brittle is because it doesn't have the, the, the constituents that we're gonna be talking about today. Because <laughs> it's those things that allow for the flex, for the recovery. And, and then why is this all important? Um, and why is there a red line on the screen? I don't <laughs> The reality is, is um, wow, I don't know why there's a red line on the screen. Um, it's there though. Um, if you master this, you will unlock all the potential of your plants and soils. So, so regenerative soil is unlocking all the potential of your plants and soils. And so again, that's like another like loaded statement. And we're going to unpack what that actually means in this talk today. Today, you're going to learn about the five indicators of soil, of soil health, how to improve any soil, how to grow faster growing, healthier, more productive, and more resilient plants. 
So when we were just talking about, you know, what are the specifics of what we're going to do, this is the beginning of that, okay? We're going to get more into this as we go. And you're going to get more detail. So these things will change your life because you will save money, energy, and effort, and time. And when, when it comes down to it, all those things kind of bundle at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like if you have enough, you know, spare cash, you can, you know, go out to that nice organic restaurant every once in a while and take time off, you know, and save some energy and effort. And you know what I mean? If you want to save some money, you can put some time, energy and effort into it, you know, right? So these are all kind of related in the same bag. And when we save on this, that's saving on pain. Um, and the reality is to, when we always have better and better soil and plants, there's a peace that comes from that. There's a confidence that comes from that. And not only that, what we're gonna learn today, you can apply at any scale. The reality is you can make this happen. You will be able to make this happen. So stick around. There's gonna be a special gift. I don't know if you've seen it already. I've posted a few different places what it is. Um, but it's, it, it's a, the first of an, uh, a series of smaller books called Regenerative Soil Essentials. And you're gonna get the first, the first iteration of that. So stick around, you get to see which one. Uh, and then we're gonna have a book giveaway. And then we're gonna have a live Q&A. So you're gonna be able to ask me all your questions. So what's my story with soil? I started off in the Central Valley, California area. And that's a brittle Mediterranean temperate climate. And this is where those fires are. And if you look at the areas where the fires have gone through, the trees aren't coming back. It's the scrubland, the actual lower, um, lower altitude trees, the scrub oaks are moving up. You're not having a recovery and it's serious. You can see it's, it's balding. And, and you can also see around the green, the red trees from the bark beetle die off. So this is where I lived. Um, it's decomposed granite. And so it looks like these little crystals. And, and what happened was I, I was trying to turn this into soil and I did. And so it's truly oxidized and alkaline soil in those areas. And the soils, when they're not watered and, and bare and in full sun, can get up to 140 degrees, as you can see. Sierra Nevada's in water. So once upon a time, there was tons of water flow. See how the water flows down out of the mountains? It used to form the giant, giant body of water, the biggest west of the Mississippi. It was all fresh water. It was a duck and fishing paradise. Now there's a city where that lake used to be and their wells are dry. So not only did they build a city at the bottom of that lake, the water below the lake is gone now. Why, you might ask. Oh, it's because they dammed it all way up high and then took all the water off and ran it through turbines and sold it back to the people in the foothills and everywhere as electricity. Meanwhile, they were systematically drying out the entire landscape by removing the water from the foothills. So this is why the foothills are burning the way they are. Um, it's, it's, it's really horrific. I, I, I lived here many, many years, uh, 
in total in different parts of this, this mountain range um, and in California, almost 15 years. So what I did, I, I created some earthworks, of course, right? But you can see how dry and dusty the ground is, right? Uh, so I, I created these to really help with the water and they did. I planted legumes, I covered it with straw, I planted lots of kale. The grasses did come back because I was watering, but they became my mulch, my, my, my evergreen mulch. And my boys helped me this when they were young and it was incredible. I had an incredible success there. And it, this is what, what it looked like in the middle of summer on the other parts of the land. Literally a barren wasteland. Nothing was growing. Nothing was photosynthesizing or feeding any microbes. 140 degrees, meaning it's compost heat. It's killing microbes. So you have a natural, like, and it's not sterile when it's doing that. It's actually a selection process, thermophilic selection process. So, so it's, it's really incredibly important to recognize that this is the situation that we find ourselves in. I was able to make amaranth that towers over me. This is my most popular video on YouTube. Um, this, uh, this amaranth video, there's a screenshot from it. Why were they so big though? Well, I get that asked all the time. It was, it was because I followed everything that was, you know, we talk about today, but I was also aligning it to the climate. Remember I said it was alkaline and oxidized. That's exactly the recipe for giant amaranth. If you've got California soils that are not good soils, amaranth will grow very big for you, especially if you feed it. All right. So I added, what did I do? I added compost and I added compost tea. I inoculated my legumes. Uh, those are nitrogen fixers, right? And so, and then I had a huge diversity and everyone talks about how if you bring in a huge diversity, you get a diversity of exodus and different compounds that aren't just the, the, the cakes, cookies and sugars. They put out organic acids. They put out so many different things. So, I mean, when they're really healthy, they're putting out lipids and fats. So, we have to really understand and respect what's possible and put out that diversity because uh, it will respond. So like I said, it will respond. As you can see, that's me. <laughs> and this was really my first permaculture garden experience. So I fell in love with permaculture at this time and gardening and seed saving so deep because it felt like I could do anything. It felt like the possibilities are limitless, we can grow anything, you know? And of course, the limiting factor here is water, right? Uh, so, so I, and, and I was always coming up against that. I couldn't open up new areas, wasn't enough water. I, I didn't understand biochar at this point really well. We'll get back to that later. But biochar, holds three times its mass in water. So if I had added biochar, I could have saved a lot of water. I love this stuff. I loved what I got out of it. I fell in love with the seeds. I fell in love with the squash, the tomatoes, the peppers, the colors were so vibrant. It's what made me the gardener that became the garden teacher. And this is one of those corns that uh, made it so that I became a spokesperson 
for Baker Creek heirloom seeds. So let's talk about some, some, some other, other forms of success, right? Because Governor's Island, this actually hits home for me in a totally interesting way. I went to NYU. I saw Radiohead here um, on the Amnesiac tour, if you, if you care about those sort of things. Um, but, but Governor's Island, it was transformed after I left. And it involves my best man for my wedding. And, and my soil mentor. So I want to explain. <laughs> it's just, it's, it, I mean, it's, it, it feels like, you know, I got caught up in a current or something and got carried to where I am now in soil science. Uh, and, and these little, these little, these, this story is one of those little reminders to keep going for me that you're on the right path, that this, this does work, that, that put all this stuff together, Matt. And this is what it was in recent times. And then it got transformed into this. Do you see all the green space now? Obviously, it's a different time of year because there's leaves on the trees. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong, right? But look in the center there. Look at all that green space. That was done by Todd Harrington. And Elaine Ingham has worked as a consultant with him. And, and she tells this story in my, my, my course, The Advanced Permaculture Student Online, as well as in regenerative soil. And it's truly remarkable using compost and mycorrhizal inoculants. You gotta watch the video again. It's on, it's on my YouTube if, if you didn't catch that the first time, because it's really important. A lot of people are like, no, no, no. She just always does compost. No, 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 no. She did compost and brought in the mycorrhizal fungi separate and inoculated the trees as they were planted. Because not everything is in, thermophilic compost. Elaine knows it, it's common sense, but sometimes in the Facebook and the YouTube comments, there's a, there, there's a, there's a confusion there. So this is, this is an absolutely incredible, incredible thing, um, but it was, it was not just compost, but it was compost and mycorrhizae working together. And mycorrhizae, as, as if you've seen in previous videos with me, is not just the only microbe category that you can add that's been missing. So this is what happened. They greened it like that. And now my, my, best, my best man, my childhood best friend, I started skiing with Pete, with Fleet Pete. He might not like me saying that. Um, Peter Mac. Uh, but but he, my best friend since I was two, and actually before that, we were in the baby carriages next to each other at lunch while our moms were having lunch while our brothers skied together. So when I was two, they finally put me on skis and started pulling me down the mountain with him. And now as an adult, he does helicopter skiing. He is a wild man. And he does this glamping, collective retreats. I don't know if you've heard about it, but look, they, they're there. They're there right on Governor's Island. And they're like cooking, uh, they're, they're, they're cooking barbecues. They're, they're having marshmallows. They're doing the full nine yards. And they're right around the city. And it's reforested native forest that was accomplished. It's truly an incredible thing. I want to interview Todd about this specifically. So this was my soil mentor, Dr. Elaine Ingham, and that's a younger me. I don't know if you can tell, but that was Permaculture Voices 2 
when I first spoke uh, at my first event for permaculture, Permaculture Voices 2, you know, full auditorium all the way back full of people. It was absolutely incredible. Um, actually, you can watch uh, clips of that online still. But it was, such, it was such a big deal. I got to meet Elaine, and this was after we'd already worked together on my first book, The Permaculture Student One. So this, you know, so often this is how my life feels. I started, I answered an ad in the Village Voice and I ended up playing in this band called The Cringe and the lead singer in the band and The Cringe was an entertainment lawyer who married Rachel Ray and then hired Saturday Night Live's drummer, who's still the drummer, started in like 94. So he's been there the whole time. And like, he was the guy who taught me the ins and the out of the music industry and basically was my mentor in the music industry. So it just feels like this incredible, this incredible story that I get to live out. And I'm just incredibly grateful. And this was one of those things for me that was like, Matt, you're on the right path. Like I got the food, I got the seeds, I got all these amazing things that have happened in my life on that have confirmed, but then Let's zoom out from me. Let's look at some history. Uh, let's even get uh, Yolanda in really quick too. There we go. All right, so Terra Preta. Let's talk about this. 10,000 years ago in the Amazon, ancient corn called Teosinte was wild. No, not, not that corn, no. Um, it actually is this one. So you're not going to be going on this corn. No, this corn isn't going to help you in that regard. No, what they were making out of this, you know, they're making beer with this corn. Okay. <laughs> they were actually doing it. You might not recognize this method because it, it, it is not the traditional European method, but they were doing it over heat. They're, they're lightly warming it, lightly cooking it as they're doing it. And so this is the recipe. This is the recipe, okay, for terra preta. They've got a pit, it's cooking, it's, it's, it's cooking this pot, this, this handmade clay pot that very easily breaks. And it's those clay shards that hold extra water. It's the biochar that holds extra water. It's the plant growth promoting endophyte that is the yeast that we call baker's yeast and, and, and beer yeast. That Saccharomyces cerevisiae, that is a plant growth promoting endophyte, lives inside plants. And so we're adding that to that. So, and, and, and then you're, we're adding our compost, our manure, urine, all these different things and burying it. That's what created this incredible soil that two this day is still being talked about and it's self-healing. They will literally cut away and then lay vegetation on and it will eat the vegetation and tunnel downward because the microbes are so powerful in this, this consortium. So these were compost related corn beer parties? Yeah, and their effects lasted to this day. Uh, that's what they were. They were partying. It was, it was like the equivalent of a kegger, except they were kegger, ke it was a kegger with a cause. And it was compost in situ, pit composting, Calterra Preta. 
So, um, th th this, this we can also do. You can plant certain plants. You can chop them down. You can even do pits, right? You could do exactly what they're doing, or you could take the concepts and apply them. I, I did a consortium of, of, of plants that compost really quickly. I chop and drop them and mix in biochar, mix in EM because it has those yeasts in it. And, and then you cover that in place, maybe tarp it in place, and then boom, decomposition event. And because it's wrapped around that, that biochar, maybe you have some pottery shards in there, that it's going to hold in a completely different way. So this kind of looks a little bit like that terra preta soil, except the top layer is very thin. And hey, what's that white stuff? Is that mycelium? No, it is not. These are the alkaline oxidized soils of California. That is the pretender fungi. That is actinobacteria, or actinomycetes, if you, if you look a little bit further back before they looked at the genes and figured out who, who it actually was. Um, but that destroys fungi. So that's not good. So this is like the soil that, that, that's there. And as you can see, it's really mineral. You can, you can really see that it's chunky and sharp. But here, where I did that chop and drop event, that covering event, and then regrew, this is it a following season. You can see that it, there's lots of roots. You can see that there's, there's a whole collection of things. You can see pottery shards. Ah, you can see biochar in there. And it's a different color. And when we look at them side to side, you can see the one on the right is darker in color because the carbon has been redistributed and bonded to more of the minerals. And it's the microbes that are doing that work. Storing it for later. So it doesn't get washed away. And that's really what's going on with those other areas is they're losing so much. All right, so Singing Frog, uh, Frog's Farm, that's another example. They went from 2 to 12% organic matter in 12 years. And they did it by consistently adding compost, but always having photosynthesis happening. Always. They, they never leave things bare. So compost, perennial hedgerows as well. No-till. They don't go down, they go up. And then subtle earthworks. And I say subtle earthworks because it's not like they were like creating big berms. They're, they're putting these earthworks in by adding these perennial hedgerows, by adding these beds, you know? So what made these examples all the same? Well, like what's the, what's the thread that ties through them? Why are they successful? When we have the right balance of plant roots and photosynthesis, minerals, organic matter, soil biology, and air and water, our soils cannot help but become regenerative. And this is understandable. How did the soils of the Midwest grow? Well, that would mean that the actual conditions had them generating. And bad things happen in nature, right? There's asteroids, there's natural disasters, there's glaciers. There, there's forest fires, there's everything under the sun. So that soil had to have been able to like take a hit and get back up again. So soil in nature is regenerative. And it's only this man-made interaction that we have conjured up in our mind as soil 
that is degenerative. Because soil is naturally regenerative. It's this problem that we, 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 we face. And, and so much of it's in our head. And that's why I'm so glad that you all are here because we're gonna be able to really break this down. I got an email from one of you saying, you know, I'm really worried about, uh, about a lot of this stuff. It seems like super complicated. And I was like, this right here, look at this. And she and, and her response was, I get this. If it goes down to this level, you know, I'm gonna stick it out because, and I know you're here. <laughs> because I want to see it all come together. I really need this information. I really want to pass this information on. I really care about this information. And, and, I, and I can see that you value this information. And, 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 and I think that we all can see from all the experts involved, from, uh, from the, the reviews, from like David Holmgren, co-creator of, of Permaculture, saying that this is the, the science, this is the, the perspective that he's going to recommend from now on to all farmers, to all gardeners. It's the most incredible thing. This is, you know, what got me started, David Holmgren. You know, so, so for me, it's almost like, and I'm getting reviews from, you know, Dr. James White recommending it for Rutgers University. And it, it seems like there's no higher level I can get of, of, of review or praise. And, and now I get to get out of that way because this is nature. This isn't me. Like the, the reality is it's like what I did was actually figure out how to communicate what's really there. And so I can't even take credit because <laughs> that's not me. That's just, I'm just showing you what's actually there. I'm just showing you what, what nature is. So it's really critically important um, for me to, to, to communicate this all and make it so that everyone can really understand, grasp it and use it why do people fail though? Because you may be like, oh no, Matt, I've kind of heard people work with a lot of these things and, and th they still fail. Like I've seen guys who, you know, and we'll actually bring back David in a moment here, but th there, there is failure, right? There are people um, who can't accept that there's anything different from tillage from synthetic ag, from, from whatever they're getting from the local extension or chemical salesman. That's gonna hold them back, right? You're probably not you know, one of these folks if you're here with me, but, but that's like one of the reasons why. That's one of the number one reasons why. People are, they, they just can't let go of the, of the old perspective. And then David Holmgren, um, sometimes they, they make the mistake of of moving forward without a full understanding. So he messed up his calcium to magnesium ratio after listening to someone talk about, um, oh man, what's his name? I can't remember, but he was really popular about 20 years ago. He listened to him, he tried it out and destroyed his soil made cement. And he's been trying to fix it ever since then. And so there's a cautionary tale in here that, well, m multiple things. Minerals are very real. If you think, oh, no, no, just compost, you don't need to worry about the minerals, minerals, schminerals. Um, you can have a toxic like, uh, or a deficient amount of minerals and still have everything there. And, and, and it can bite you. Um, there's toxic levels of things that are natural in certain areas that are just naturally collected in, the, in that area, maybe because of evaporation or, 
or, or uh, a natural spring that came through that area over time that deposited things. So, so we have to realize that they're real. They're, uh, the minerals are real and have real effect. And then we have to be careful, okay? Be careful. Do things gradually because just like if you added three feet of compost and, and you know how you don't turn compost, uh, it can go anaerobic. Three feet of compost, that can go anaerobic and ruin your field, right? So the same thing with minerals. If you just add too much and it can't be incorporated and actually put into the structure of the soil properly, incorporated by the biology, that's, that's who does it. It's gonna leach, it's gonna cement, it's gonna do all sorts of things that are, are like anaerobic, um, undesirable things. So it's important to keep that in mind. And then, you know, composting confusion. There's a lot of confusion about what compost can do, what compost can't do. And, 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 there, and there's a lot of confusion about uh, what, is, what is the best kind of compost. I've done my best to try to show that there's a huge range of what is best because there's a huge range of context you know, that we would be using compost. And this is why Elaine Ingham herself said in the 90s, people were killing things with compost half the time. And then half the time it was working good. And they didn't know why. And so it's, it's because we got to make compost the right way. We got to put the ingredients in so we guide it to the end goal. And then on top of it, we got to understand the limitations of a decomposition event that doesn't happen very often in nature. Where are the giant steaming piles of decomposing biomass in the, the temperate climates? And in, in, you know, I mean, this thing, this stuff can like, like happen, no doubt, but it, but it really doesn't happen very often. So the primary way that things are communicated generationally is not through 140 degree temperatures in, in these climates. They can, like some things can do that. Some things are activated by that. So, so we have to understand the limitations, the amazingness of compost, the delivery ability of compost, the battery power of compost. All these things are amazing but there's a lot of confusion and, and there's a lot of people being like, oh no, compost is magic. It doesn't matter what you have. doesn't matter how it's done. It's just magic. And, and it's, and it's, you know, I, I bet for Elaine, it's, it's just, just, I mean, this is why Elaine licks her fingers when she does her things to just to show people that she can, and then talk about how dangerous you like these other people's compost are. You know what I mean? Uh, she would never do that with someone else's. And it, you know what I mean? It's, it, 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 we have to really show the caveats, the way to do it right. Um, and that's what I do in my work. And then redox confusion. People are confused about this whole redox thing. Um, Matt, you brought up this redox thing. I can't sleep at night now. Um, what, what is it? I apparently figured out how to explain it this week better than I have in earlier iterations. So I will explain it from that perspective. Redox, um, quite simply, well, go back. Redox, quite simply, 
is energy gained or lost and then things being wet or dry. So if energy has been lost, things are oxidized and dry. And if things are wet, they are acidic and reduced and full of energy for the most part. And let, I mean, it can be alkaline and not acidic if it's in like a brackish water, salt water kind of thing. But that's not where we're farming for the most of us, for the most part. So really for us, when we're looking at this, redox, all it means is like, are my soils wet enough? Are they, do they have enough soil organic matter in life? Because those things add energy. And are they getting enough photosynthesis? Because that's where the energy comes from. So redox is all about the energy that's drawn down into the soil and stored there. Because it's that potential energy that correlates to how robust and truly fertile our soils are. And because it relates to moisture and pH, we can, when we know the, when we know what's, what's flowing in our plants, when we know what the pH is, and we just use our eyes and we're connected to that soil, we know what the redox is. Uh, you don't need like a redox meter or anything like that. Um, so there's no reason to be confused. It's so common sense. It's just something new. Most people, I didn't know until I studied it, that oxidation means the loss of energy. It's con it, it sounds confusing, um, but think about when you burn, burn something, you're oxidizing and all that energy, that heat is coming off of it and being lost into the, into the air. All that heat's going up there. You're not capturing it, right? It's the same thing. So chemistry fears. Folks are like, I don't want to learn the chemistry. No, I remember what that was like. I, okay, I'm with you. Um, I remember what it was like. I hated it. I may have been, a, been like extra, extra hard to teach because my, my chemistry fears were so pronounced my junior year. Um, if my chemistry teacher is watching, please forgive me. So that we all have these fears. And that's what's so powerful about this is that instead of it being chemistry, it's the actual things. So we're going to talk about the actual microbes, the actual physical things like the manure, like the, the liquid calcium coming from eggshells or calcium carbonate sand. You know what I mean? Like things, actualities that turn into literal actions and insights. So we're going to ground this in reality. It's going to be more like recipes. So remember when people said, oh, you're good at baking bread, you know, you know, bread's all chemistry. And you're like, no, 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 no. Bread's just a recipe. I love it. I just do it. You know, I, I've developed this touch for it. Stay away from me with your chemistry, that my bread. Leave my bread alone. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. If we follow the recipes, if we understand what's going on, then it's not so much chemistry as it is just the way things work. And, 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 and right? So, so there's no reason to be afraid of the chemistry because we root it in reality. And then some people have microscope envy. Sorry for the green, but green with envy, right? 
So microscope envy, people are like, well, I, I could just, oh, I could do it. I could do it if I had that $2,000 microscope, or even I could do it if I had that $400 microscope. And, and the reality is you actually don't necessarily need the microscope, especially if you know the microbes that you're adding and you can cultivate them yourself. And like, there's, there's so much, there's so much you can do without the microscope. And there's so many new people testing. I mean, Elaine Ingham's, you know, her school is, is all about training people to start businesses. And so there's all these people coming out of their school and starting these testing businesses, these lab businesses, and, and you can get your answers pretty quick. And once, once you know the smell, the look, the taste, maybe not the taste, the feel, <laughs> but Elaine Ingham's tasting it, right? So once you have that, it's like making bread. You know good soil and you already do know good soil. If you close your eyes right now, ah, smell good soil. There is a smell in your mind. There, you already know good soil. So you, so you gotta just keep following that. And not only that, you can learn the microscope stuff. It's not as hard as you think. Um, I've got something for you later on that. So you're not gonna fail because it's too clear and simple now, following what we're talking about today, to fail. But, but let's dig deeper into this, okay? Because I just introduced these concepts. I talk about how they, how, you know, how they play out on um, like a case study level, but let's dig down, okay? Because let's unpack this. Because it's air and water, a lot of people know um, if you aerate too much, you till, that causes things to become oxidized and alkaline, bad, locks up nutrients. Or if you waterlog your soil, you drown your plants, right? This is all about Goldilocks, just right, just enough, that, that, that sweet spot range. And what's in the air and water? Well, there's nitrogen, there's carbon, there's, there's, there's oxygen and hydrogen, right? Because H2O, CO2, N2. But that's actually organic compounds, Matt. What you're talking about is life. That's life. So the air and water already have the components for life in them. And that's why all these things, these cycles, when we look at the full cycle, they tie in to this process, to all growth of all plants. Photosynthesis, the CO2 drawdown, the carbohydrates, feeding the fungi bacteria, and, and in, in, in line, the protozoa and nematodes, and all of them releasing nutrition as they grow and die, reproduce um, uh, and, and release nutrition, microbial metabolites as it's known, or waste. Uh, depending on your perspective. And, and so it's so incredible. It's so powerful. Same thing with the global oxygen cycle. All these things, if we see them from their actual perspective, they start to unlock the world for us. And then photosynthesis. Photosynthesis plus plant roots 
This is the engine of drawdown for energy. And energy drives everything. You need energy to, to, to move your body. Your nervous system is electrical in your body. The soil itself is bioelectric. It, it uses the minerals, the, the different charges on the outside of molecules even. All of it is electrical. And, and it doesn't need to be more complicated than understanding that plants are solar panels that use photosynthesis, the sun's the light from the sun, the solar radiation with water and air to create oxygen for us to breathe. And, and, and they feed the soil life and they add energy to the soil. And they even add carbon to the soil, which creates the structure, the dark color and soil itself. So if you have photosynthesis happening, in other words, plants growing healthily, you're doing so much. It's like this, this incalculable amazingness. But it's not complicated. You took a seed, you put it in the ground, done. Right. But that's, this is the wonder. This is the majesty. This is the amazingness of our world. Um, and, 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 and plants, if we, if, if, we, if we look at what they're actually doing, it's, it's beautiful. They're creating the air that we breathe. They're, they're actually choosing for themselves down below. They're either releasing protons, hydrogen protons or hydroxide, depending on what they want. This is why they like to be close to pH 6.5 to 7. They can pivot either way, releasing hydroxide or hydrogen along their root hairs. So soil minerals. Did you know that without molybdenum, nitrogen fixation can occur? So we need that organic matter because molybdenum is one of the 17 essential plant nutrients that's in plants, all plants um, that are healthy. And, and so we need all these essential nutrients. If you don't have molybdenum, if you don't have cobalt, if you don't have selenium, there are very acute problems that will arise. Zinc deficiency is the most common globally. And that's why they're recommending during the pandemic that everyone takes zinc. Otherwise it would be in your food. Otherwise, right? So, um, so it's really important uh, that, that, that we recognize that. Soil mineral deficiencies and antagonisms, that means that most of the minerals don't like each other and they block each other if they're in uh, too high a concentration, but they're often the limiting factors when everything seems right. So you may have put it in the compost, you did the compost tea, you brought on the best plants, you, 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 but if you don't have cobalt, they won't form B12. And if they don't form B12, they can't persist. You know, soil animals all, all the way up to us rely upon B12 and, and cobalt is the centerpiece of B12. And as you can see, it's mostly red they really in general don't like to release each other. They want to fight. <laughs> That's understandable on some level because their charges are sometimes similar or they can bond with the same amount of, uh, you know, they can bond with the same other partners and they fight for the same receptor sites. Cobalt, we need it. Um, but above pH six, it's not even available. 
So this is why we need diverse soils. This is why we need to let plants make their own decisions by getting the soil right for them so that they can then direct it. So soil organic matter, this is carbon. Organic matter is the carbon. This is brought down best by plants. We can bring in compost, but remember, it's not structured. So it could leach and it's not structured. So it could turn, turn anaerobic if you do too thick of a, of, a, of a thing. So we have to make sure that we match things to the situation that we're in. And again, what's in the compost? Well, it's carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen. It's the compounds that make up all organic life. Plus, they've got the 17 other uh, uh, nutrients, uh, uh, 17 other elements in there as well that are vital. Uh, well, well, no, it would be, let's do the math, 13. <laughs> I'm gonna have some water. Ah, all right. So you could be adding biochar and that, that really could help hold your, your nutrients in there, okay? And hold the organic matter in there. It is like a magnet. And, and I know it may feel like, wait, but that's not, I mean, that is a kind of organic matter, right? It's 90% it's carbon, but it's this magnet that will hold your organic matter and your soil life in there. And that's why I have it in here, so critical. I just want that for you. I want you to use less water. I want you to use less compost because you don't need to uh, use as much because your soil is so good, because your soil is holding everything that you're adding. When you're adding compost, when you're adding soil organic matter, wh matter wh whether it's through plants or through compost, you're going to be buffering your soil, meaning you're going to keep it in that sweet spot. It's not going to get too acidic, not going to get too alkaline. It's not going to dry out very easily, which means it won't oxidize as easily. It won't get too uh, waterlogged because it'll actually be able to absorb that water and hold it in a functional manner. So it actually is this buffer. It allows the capacity to grow, hold more nutrients, hold more water, hold more energy without going outside the bounds. So, yeah, add that biochar. Now, the soil biology. A lot of times we can get intimidated. We look at Elaine's, you know, soil food web, and then we look at my iteration of that, which has even more detail and has more research. Because her, hers is from the USDA, uh, which was uh, when she worked on that, which was, I think, almost 20 years ago now. Um, but this is an updated one. It can feel overwhelming, but this is why Elaine breaks it down to just this. And she focuses just on this. The, the, the problem with this is that they put out exudates that are not specific. They put out generalized exudates. The bacteria and fungi come and signal, and then they put out specific exudates for that bacteria or fungi. And then Fungi will create a constant communication of exchange and trade. Bacteria will lock it up until they're consumed by protozoa. So there's complexity there, but there's even more. Um, rhizophagy, plant roots eat microbes. They literally consume them, and the ones that aren't destroyed by that process, they're the endophytes. They're the microbes that live inside the plant. 
Um, and then we also know that these electrons that they're putting out exchange with not just the, the minerals and attracting the minerals of the soil, uh, like the cations, um, but, but they're actually, a tr they're, they're trading with the soil food web and that energy exchange is also being returned with more nutrients that are, that are for the plant. We've got mycorrhizal fungi, we've got AMF, we've got nitrogen fixing nodule forming rhizobacteria, rhizobia. We've got microbes living inside the plants. These are the biofertilizers, the biostimulants, the biocontrol. These are buffering plants. So you know how I said soil organic matter is the buffer? Yes, but it's also chicken and the egg. It literally does buffering, but if there's microbiology in it, they're also doing the buffering too. They do a much better job. And then they're also the filters. So they actually can filter out the toxins. They can filter out the salts. Um, and so soil biology has the greatest effect on soil pH and EH and nutrition. And that's why it's so incredibly important. But you, you don't necessarily need to have a microscope to interact with all these. It can really help though. Um, and it can help understanding and seeing the, the, the soil particles and how tight they are. Catherine talked about that recently in a video. Um, that's going to be part of, of the new course. It's an important to keep an open mind about this because um, we know so little. It was really instructive to me when Keisha from Catalyst Bio Amendments said that she showed something that she's never seen before to Elaine. Elaine said she didn't know what it was. She started asking around the community. No one knew who it was. Time elapsed and they eventually met someone who did know and explained what that was. And now she knows who they are. And it's, it's, a, it's actually a, a bacterial parasite that feeds on nematodes and bites them by the tail and connects them all by tail. So it creates a Medusa head of these, these worms and they're all connected and being consumed by this bacteria. So pretty amazing. Um, but, but that's the thing is it's like the experts only, we only have, have documented and come to understand decently well, like three to 5% of the soil life. So we're just beginning. That's why Elaine was like, I'm going to introduce these categories, right? These nematodes and protozoa and all these different things. Because before that, it was just fungi and bacteria. And there's a lot of people that teach that. Like, no, 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 it's just the fungal pathway. It's the energy, fungal energy. It's like, <laughs> it's like there are more different types of fungi inside, outside, on plants, all the above, in the air, in the water, soil, then we know of, then we've been able to account for, then there are species of animals. So it's just presumptuous to, to, to like gather them all like that. But we really can work with highlights and go and, and stay generalized with our compost because we knew we added those highlights, those special microbes. All right. And if we do these things all together, this is from the end of my book. This is the holistic soil management plan. We hit all the notes. 
So this is this is something that I, I taught in my classes. This is something that's very powerful. You write down what you're doing, how much you need, and then how long it's going to take, how long you're going to do it, and when you're going to do it. And so your soil organic matter solutions, maybe you're doing compost, your mineral amendments, maybe you're adding rock dust to that compost, your biofertilizers, the biostimulants, maybe you're inoculating your plants or adding it to your compost when it's cooled. Because if you add it to it hot, it could actually degrade some of those products. Uh, and they're, they're costly, right? Or maybe you made them yourself and you really want to preserve them. Your co cover crops, you you always are gonna want plants that are just there working, okay? So whether it's your winter or your summer, you're always gonna, just like the perennial hedgerows in the singing frog's farm, we're always working, always photosynthesizing. That's what we also need. And then aeration and hydration. What do you need? What does your season actually entail? What does it look like? And from here, we really can have that pathway, that plan to that regenerative soil. But how does this gather momentum? I see you like, you know, doing this, but what does it actually do? Well, going back to this process, the battery of the soil will continue to grow with energy. And because the organic matter is a buffer, you have more nutrients, you have more water holding capacity, you have more mobility of nutrients and life, you have more life, and, and that means more things can happen faster. What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, pest, infection, virus, and disease immunity. Second, we're going to have higher nutrient density, and they go hand in hand. If you have the right nutrients in the right amounts, your plants will be immune to pest, infection, virus, and diseases. And then because everything's more mobile, everything's more readily available. What happens when, when, when you have Netflix, you don't go to the Blockbuster anymore, right? So, so it's faster, right? You, you bleep, it's there. Um, that's what plants get. And because it's bleep, they get a higher yield. They got more time, more energy, more, more, more funds from the, from solar energy and all that. We understand that. We know what that's like. Having more time and energy allows us to do more. And then because of that, there's an increase in secondary metabolites and aromatics. This is the smell, the taste of our food. And that's actually the reason why we don't need pesticides, fungicides, et cetera, because the pests, infections, the viruses, the diseases, the, the, the pathogens, they are driven away by those secondary metabolites medicinal compounds and plants actually. And there's a debate whether the medicinal compounds and plants are actually the microbes or the things that the microbes create, but it looks like it's a little bit of both because for them to create it, they have to contain, you know, at least some of it, right? Most of the time they contain it, uh, especially bacteria, right? They contain, they reproduce by, by, by embodying things. So it's a massive decrease in fertilizer input because you've got biofertilizers that are existing off of sunlight inside the plant, inside the plant leaves, on the surface of the plant, inside the roots, and then on the root surface and free living in the soil. And before it was sterile, right? 
or see it's so much advantage there's so much there it's like working with an army instead of working as a solopreneur you know and and they're always working as long as you're bringing in that that energy that photosynthesis those sugars that carbon and so it's less work over time you get a higher yield a better yield you get it sooner you don't have to use as much fertilizer you can skip all the poisons and it gets better every year that's what i'm talking about that's what this is all about and it is possible it's been proven on the farm scale it's been proven on the garden and homestead scale and like you've seen with the examples it's proven not just to work in, in in our food but also with land restoration with the macro so when we find the balance between air and water organic matter soil biology minerals and plant roots and photosynthesis we naturally unlock the regenerative capacity of our soil and like i said it's natural All right, so some of the top questions I get, and maybe this will answer some of the questions that have already come up, is how does this redox work? What's EH? I may have said it already earlier, but I just want to make sure we, we understand. On the left side is reduced, it's more energy, and it's actually wetter. And on the right side, it's oxidized and drier, and there's less energy. So when we think of redox, reduction, oxidation, red ox, redox, that's all it is. If it's dried out, it's lost its energy, it's lost its fertility, it's oxidized. If it's wet, it's fertile, it's rich, full of energy, that's reduced. That's why redox is important. And this is why if we have bare soils, look right there. See that oxygen comes down and starts pairing with everything there, and then it liberates it into the sky. Okay, so this is when we're oxidizing, we're desiccating, we're drying things out, and they're just going up into the air. And no one wants to do that. No one wants to lose all, all, that, all that value. So redox and EH measure the energy gain versus lost. And that and, and and like I said, wet versus dry, right? Fungal versus bacterial. We can see these things. We can use tests to, to triangulate. We can use common sense. You can do this. And it's and, and that's why that's why I'm going through all this because understanding all these pieces will allow you to see it. How is this different from Elaine Ingham's teaching? Elaine Ingham was my original soil mentor. She is the one who got me started. I love Elaine. I'm an affiliate of Elaine. And, and she taught me so much. She worked with me on every single one of my books. And I rely upon so much of the research. She really like opened a door that so many of us walked through. And now we've gone so far and we've discovered so much that we can like know more about where that doorway is situated in the room itself because there are other doorways into that same room and speaking of which in her work redox is not covered 
the, so the other leg of pH and EH, the EH side, the soil redox side, the energy side of soil, wet versus dry is not even covered. Rhizophagy isn't covered as well, um, which is the primary way that plants feed. It was secondary that they set up the soil food web because it's the simple microbes that are, I mean, they're immediately taken in. Before they can ever do anything, they can immediately take these microbes in from the moment that they're born out of the seed. Uh, and it seems like from the research, they're saying that it is primary. It came before mycorrhizae, it looks like. So mycorrhizal fungi aren't covered, endophytes aren't covered, which are the, the microbes that live inside. And that's okay. Elaine Ingham discovered what she discovered and she's teaching what she discovered and it's precious information. I cover her work in detail because um, I've worked with her for so long, but I don't focus on, on, on lab business, on consulting business and certifications and training around that as a business, um, but we do cover microscopy and uh, you'll learn some tricks in the trade uh, uh, from people who learned from Elaine and then went out into the world, learned more, professionally practiced and been consulting for years. And if you want to start a compost tea or compost test lab, windrow or consulting, and you like her methods, check out her program. Uh, many of her students join my classes, whether it's the regenerative soil classes or the advanced permaculture student online. I have dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens. I think maybe we're at hundreds now of students that have taken her classes and then now take my classes. And I'm an affiliate, so, so there's, there, it goes both ways. Uh, so I really appreciate her work. It dovetails. I, I include her work in the spectrum of, real, or of regenerative solutions that exists. And, and I, I, I love her work. I love the work that she's opened up the doors for us. And, and, and I love that, you know, she's constantly learning and growing too. I mean, last time we talked, she talked about EM uh, positively, effective microbes positively, and that's a fermentation an anaerobic ferment with very specific microbes as she names them all in the interview in our future, um, that it's awesome. You know what I mean? That we're all, and she talks about rhizophagy as well, about how she never saw it, you know, but there's many ways that nature works and there are many ways that soil works and there are many different experts that are successful. And so I have done my best to, to, to really combine them all. Uh, because oh, that's the only way to be truly holistic, uh, connecting the proven methods to the proven science and the fundamentals at work so that we can take clear action. That is often very simple and easy, but it's those right actions that prevent us from just wasting our energy, overdoing things, wasting our time. Let's be strategic with our time because we no one has limitless time. And you know, another thing that I get is, can this be scaled down to the garden or up to the farm scale? This is what's so cool about this because there's absolute, I mean, you just saw it with me where I was doing it on the small homestead scale and the garden. And then you saw it at the farm with Singing Frogs Farm. And then you saw it <laughs> in the large landscape with Elaine Ingham's telling of Todd Harrington's work on Governor's Island in New York. So I get so many questions. We'll talk more about, I'll get to your questions 
in the Q&A today, but because there's so many questions, because I'm inundated with emails and with comments online that are truly confused, like, like, like they're so confused, they, they know enough about this and this and this, and then they tie them together so tight that they squished out all the stuff that was in between them. And, and so their understanding is, needs to be untangled and or just gone through carefully and reset layer upon layer as, as the way like soil builds in, in, in nature, right? Um, but that's why I create courses that are iterative. Uh, I, was a, I was a high school teacher getting my master's degree at a, course, at a school where I was teaching English and music that I didn't have any books or curriculum. And so I had to create it myself. So I love creating courses and I love creating curriculum that unlocks people's greatness and, and abilities. And, and that's why I want to invite you to Regenerative Soil because this is a course that gets past all those one size fits. It's like, all you, you, all you need is that, you know, like, no, no. All you need to do is have the understanding of what all that means. And then the choice will be obvious that the actions will be simple and clear and you'll be able to take the steps instead of trying to drink the ocean. Uh, that'll allow you to bridge those gaps. And it's gonna help you navigate and understand and connect the biology, the chemistry, the plants, the minerals, all the cycles and all the climates, all the soil types and all the contexts that you could actually be in, whether you're in an apartment in the middle of a city or if you have a giant farm. And you're like, well, Matt, you, you have the calculations for all this. Yes, I do. <laughs> Down to the parts per million, up to the acre. We've got you. So we can learn how to solve these problems and tailor them to our goals, no matter how big they are or personal they are. And we can learn how to build, remediate, restore, regenerate anyone's soil at the same time so that we can help people anywhere in the world. We can learn how to grow pest and disease resistant plants. And we can learn how to use microscopes to understand and evaluate our soils. So what does this mean though? Well, going back to that, you know, those five pieces, right? This means more organic matter, more carbon drawdown, more soil biology, plants that taste better, smell better, look better, and it's overall amazing because they're resistant to everything. Uh, and, and, and because of that, you get to skip on the poisons and the toxins, and you have a lot more water holding capacity, so they're less stressed. And you're less stressed because you're not looking at your well levels all the time. So many of us are in these drought time periods. And then because of all of that all put together, you're saving money, you're saving time, you're saving effort, and you're getting a higher yield. So it, it, it's so powerful that, you know, as, as someone who's about to start his seed farm, uh, a full-scale seed farm, and, and then my, my, my own seed company, um, I, I don't know how I would do it without that understanding uh, professionally, because, because Farming is not, you know, on the grand scale, it's not easy. We really need to have the skills and understanding to do it right. But luckily, it is those five things, you know, that, 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 that symbol. So what's included in this? 
Well, there's weekly videos, two to four hours, so it can fit into anyone's work week, anyone's schedule, and audio downloads um, so that you can listen to the videos if you don't. And, and there's lifetime access so that you can rewatch things. There's no you know, cutoffs or anything like that once you're in. Um, so you can listen to it while you work. I know a lot of people prefer that, but no, you can also have it on the app, Kajabi app on your phone. Then there's live Q&A weekly with surveys so that even if you can't make the live, your question gets answered and you can review it in the replay. There's also the ebook, which is the second edition, right? Not been released yet, exclusive just to this course, as well as the audiobook that is the reading of that version. Um, and then we've got incredible, amazing, over a dozen guest teachers uh, and case studies that we are going to go dive deep into. And then through this all, we're going to get our regenerative soil certification. So you're going to design a plan. You're going to you're going to actually do it, and then you're going to get certified. And 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 like that's for me. It's the action. It's the doing it. It's going to feel so good. You're going to own this. People will be like, "What's your certification in?" And you're like, "Oh, this is what I did for my project, making it real." And and it's not just the how-to, but it's also the science behind it all, down to the macro-micro relationship so that you can talk about it fluently. And I mean, the beautiful thing is the, the, the macro solutions, the macro understanding, the simple understanding will serve you when you take all this information in at a steady rate. You just gotta get it, there all this information in and that's why there's a hardcover book and bonus options too that allow you to review even deeper. It's easy and affordable. I've got payment plans. I've made it so that anyone can get involved in this. Um, it's a fraction of the cost of other programs. Um, it's literally 10% of the cost of Elaine's programs. So instead of getting certified for five grand, you can get for 500 and you get a book as well. And you get a lifetime access community. You learn from over a dozen experts, folks that have so many different ideas, so many different practices that allow you to think creatively from a first principles fundamental space so that you know they say simplicity is the greatest cultivar uh the greatest innovator it's also the greatest cultivar i'd say um this is what this gives you it allows you to see from a very useful simple perspective how all of these amazing people are doing their amazing thing in their own unique way which allows you to find your own path, to pick and choose, to see what works for you and your schedule or your back, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so that you actually get it done, so that you actually do regenerate your soil, so that you actually get that garden in, that farm started. You actually get above, you know, get into the black, you get out of debt, your, your, your farm's paid for, all of that. That's what I want for you. And that's what truly understanding our soil from a fundamental fluency, from a simple place allows us to do. And that's what this course is all about. So this combination of, you know, Elaine Soil Biology Knowledge, KNF, Regenerative Ag, like John Kemp, Olivia Husson, uh, James White, Biochar, Biofertilizers. Biofertilizers are the entire branch of science. They're microbes that, that fertilize plants. Um, it's not just the nitrogen fixers. It's not just mycorrhizae, entire, the entire branch of study. And then there's the mineral science, 
there's the fourth phase water, there's the EM, there's the fermentations, there's the holistic management even, there's Michael Phillips' work. There's so much more as well. And it's gathering all these things together through the principles that allows you to see through them all. And when you line them up and you go, oh my word, they're all doing the same thing, aren't they? Yes, yes. Now you're seeing it. Now you've got it. So I've gone through thousands of studies, hundreds of books, and dozen and work with dozens of experts. And my book has gone through dozens, uh, over a dozen peer reviewers. And so these benefits have come out of that process. They've distilled it down to the simple, down to the clear, down to the action steps. And we can turn all of our waste into decomposable. Uh, de we can decompose it all into amazing soil. We can reverse erosion and heal degraded soil. We can turn the clay, sand, and silt into rich loam and absorb so much water, tons of water. So we get to water less. We have healthy soils, healthy plants, healthy animals equal healthy people. And these healthy soils have natural antidepressants in them. Don't you know, you, you can look it up. The doctors are saying it. I'm not a doctor, but they're saying it. Um, you can partner with plants, microbes, animals, machines, and more to build soil. This isn't limited to, to only certain people. Everyone can access this, no matter your ability level, no matter, you know, your, the cost to entry, your farm scale, or in your house. Or You can partner with plants and microbes and animals. You can do this. And you can use a microscope and know what's in your soil as well. You can even use the, the, the more simple microscope, the $400 one. Uh, you can get it used for $250. Um, but in the end, you're going to save so much time, so much money, effort, pain, and suffering. And it's lifetime access for both the community and the course. And it works. And, because, and, and I know it works because it's not just me who's experienced the success. It's the actual scientists doing it. It's the actual farmers. It's the homesteaders that are just like me as well. So it scales. So I know I can participate. So I know I can apply these things. So I know these things are real. I have some bonuses for you. So everyone just right off the bat, three bonus books. Um, these books are books that people absolutely love. These are, these are books, um, The Regenerative Career Guide, I'll show you how I can apply so many of these things. I can make a business out of so much of this stuff that you're learning in this course, as well as in all my books and all my courses. And then the classic, the Permaculture Student 2 and the Permaculture Student 2 workbook, which is all the answers and solutions that so many people are wanting and looking for. So that is just for starters. Everyone gets that. And then everyone as well gets this entire series, the Soil Secrets series, the audio, the video, the Q&As, all of it are included on replay in your sign-up. And then our future is included in the second tier of sign-ups. I have payment plans. There's different options. And if you want, you can go through all of these. You can get the whole enchilada. There's a lot of different bonuses, so check them out. Our future has over 30 different educators. This was an incredible experience. It was over five days um, and you have the all access replay. This is how to actually have a business in this crazy climate that makes the world a better place. And it's from the actual CEOs, 
the actual founders of successful businesses and current startups that are successful. So you have William Padilla Brown, you've got Paul Stamets, uh, Fungi Perfecti, you know, fungi.com, Paul Stamets. Uh, we've got the founders of Guayaki, San Bozon, products that are in, in stores everywhere, products that are responsible for reforesting 200,000 hectares of rainforest. This is all real, this is all happening. This is all included as, as a bonus at the second tier and third tier. And regenerative entrepreneurs and experts, this is the whole enchilada. I know this is kind of a plain cover, but this course I started years ago and refined over time. It's what led to our future. And people have had incredible success. They've launched their own books following, you know, my footsteps with my own self-publishing. They've taken those same exact steps. They followed my Kickstarter plans that are in that and they launched their own. And now they're a published author. You may recognize Amy Lander's Gardens That Matter. She took it as well and found the course to be transformative. This is, this, th th these are just a couple of the students. I've had dozens of students, people who, you know, I was following, I was looking up to and learning from, took it from me to get to the next level. And that's also included. That's a nine week course that's on top of the five day event with 30 speakers. So it's the, it's the deep, it's the, the deep dive. And in this climate, in this world, this could be the thing that saves your family. Now that seems a little intense, Matt. I don't know. Well, I know that because it saved my family. I know that because it saved families of people who took this course. One of them started selling seeds. Uh, well, actually more than one. Uh, there, there was that one guy, there's another. that They started selling seeds during the lockdown and boom, they just sold out. Boom, they just sold out. And, 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 and so he couldn't go to work. He started a, a new business. Within two weeks, he, had, he was just selling, selling. So this could be the thing that unlocks your next level, opens up you know, uh, another form of, uh, of income that, that opens up a door that lets you out of a pressured situation. You could be certified through this just through taking this other course, you could have the opportunity to get certified through this. So double certification offer on this one. And that's the three for one course option, um, double course bonus. Uh, and, and, and now we've arrived at your gift. Thank you for, for, for participating. Thank you for listening. I wanna honor you for being here. I'm gonna email you a link to this later tonight, but I took the compost and compost tea sections from regenerative soil and I'm turning, I'm actually gonna be releasing a whole series of these, these regenerative soil essentials as Kindle books. And, and this is the first one. So I'm giving it to you for free. This is, this is brand new and, it, and it, it just boils it down. What to do with compost, what compost is, how to use compost, how to make it, how to make compost tea, how to use it, the amounts, all of it, all of it. All right, so if you're, you're big into Lane Ingham, psh, if you wanna know the microscope like levels and ratios, psh, all of it's in there, it's yours, you got it, you're here, you did it, you made it. <laughs> 
All right. So I, I really appreciate you all being here. I really appreciate you letting me share this offer. Um, this is what I do. I, I, I love teaching. I love sharing. I've, I've been able to give, I've been able to give over 50,000 free eBooks away in the past seven years. So, so it's an incredible amount, you know, I mean, like if that was like, you know, something that was through like a free Kindle like thing, I'd be like on the charts, you know what I mean? But, but I did it independent of all that. And now I'm going to break into that. I'm gonna start doing the Kindle thing. You've got to do a, a separate route. I've always done PDFs, but you've got to create this, uh, can't remember the book format name, um, just goes to show <laughs> why I haven't done it, but I'm going to do it. Um, and this is the first in the series. I want to share it with you to show my gratitude, how much I appreciate that you care about this, that you understand how important this is, not just to me, not just to my family, not just to all these, these researchers, these scientists, these people have spent their lives uncovering these soil secrets that I could have the privilege to come to you to share them with you in this series. I just want to want to share my gratitude that I get to be part of this 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 chain, this this ecosystem of care, um, because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for people taking the time to educate me. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for 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 people encouraging me, saying, "No, Matt, you can do this. No, Matt, cut that limited mindset out of you. You can do the soil science." And this is Elaine Ingood talking eight years ago to me over Skype said, Matt, you got to let that go. And then I, it was like a therapy session all of a sudden. And, and, and that, that gift that she gave me, I pay that forward. So, so that's why so much of my stuff is gifts. That's why I have these webinar series. I love this stuff. I was a public school teacher, right? You know, uh, you know I, I was getting paid by the state, but, the, but, but everything was like free for the kids. You know what I mean? So I, I really want to be able to be in that position to be, to be able to give. So we start Monday, Regenerative Soil, and the 16-week experience. I hope that you join us. It's going to be life-changing. It's going to be groundbreaking, literally. And it's going to be valuable in so many ways. Here, let me grab the link.